0: So beware of Jingles, because he's mischief. <laughs> mischief <laughs> incarnate. Also Mary Dash. I'm just checking. Jingles. I am, me as a human man, I am Mary Dash. Jingles is a fictional character. So don't get the no. two, don't get
1: the two My mixed up. God. <laughs>
0: Welcome to the Casuals of Runeterra, episode 12.
1: I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch. Uh, thank you for keeping me on after I staged a coup to take over the podcast. <laughs> I like, I appreciate it. You're, you're too cool to me. I'm a
0: forgiving king. <laughs> <laughs> but no that was that was a good episode that was good a good twist on things yeah um, I, I, i'm glad to hand the reins back to the true leader though you crushed it though man i may be out of a job
1: Yeah, hey, <laughs> thank you thank you
0: <laughs> but yeah let's get to housekeeping uh as always you can listen to us anywhere follow us on twitter keep up to date on the episodes there that's your best shot it's at podcast core which is podcast c-o-r and you can send emails to podcast core at gmail.com spelled the same way. And then leave likes, follows, short reviews, comments, you know the usual. Hit the bell. I think there's bells everywhere now. I think yeah, everything yeah. has a concept of a
1: bell. Hit Do the, that. Hit the bell, hit the whatever to make sure that it, we hit you back. And then, yeah, we just wait. Start no, not in these dark times. <laughs> <We're> not, <laughs> no, domestic violence. My bad, my bad. Um, and make sure to leave five star reviews with a comment of a star yes. emoji so that we're six stars. The six star <laughs> podcast. I, we need to get
0: like a quote, you know, at the end of a commercial where it shows, you know, the title card and it shows quotes from all the publications. We just want to say, like, New York Times, the first six. Star (laughs) Podcast
1: Just put like Under it like a made up name As a critic and it's like so and so gave This three thumbs up (laughs) Exactly so for this
0: episode Tell a friend to pop Some shrooms and Uh, grab Their
1: podcast uh, contraption uh, And tune in To the casuals of Runeterra uh, Please please use stuff responsibly Don't be idiots (laughs) out there (laughs) Wait Not children, children don't do do not implicate us in any of your spirits. <laughs> like the casuals told me to do drugs. Yeah, the casuals, it was
0: it's them. not my fault, mom. <laughs> uh so as usual, the last couple episodes, my deck has been kind of, you know, lackluster. I've been letting you all down. I've st I have i have not got to play as much as I want, which I know I keep saying that. But the time I have been playing, I've been trying to get my deck to where I want it to be, to be more competitive so I can like sit in this like tier two. Range, I'm just pushing it and pushing it, seeing if I could figure out this Freljord thing um, with Overwhelm. But we had a meta shift.
1: (laughs) Did we ever?
0: So, uh, I got got the double middle finger there, and my deck essentially became obsolete the moment that hit uh, because it was trying to solve problems that no longer exist. You guys know how meta shifts work. Uh, so now I'm redirecting, I'm pivoting, if you will, (laughs) to a new business strategy. Um, And we'll see how it works out. So hopefully next episode I can come back and say, hey, I made a tier one deck. Uh, I don't know. I can dream, right? It's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of work to... Maybe I'm being stubborn, but I think there's something there and and I don't see anybody else going down that route
1: I mean, I'm always over here saying don't let your meme be dreams and you're not even trying to work off of a meme So keep at it. Like I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. (laughs) What do you got though? You got something special and episode related Okay, so you loved
0: listeners as you um, stated
1: in the last episode (laughs) (laughs) episode I love love you guys. I love you guys so much um I I've got really frustrated with a few of my experiments and mm. then also a meta shift on top of it so like I'm gonna have to go back and really readjust things yeah. so instead of trying to really um, deal with fun things that I want to do I just said you know what I'm on this crazy losing streak again I'm just gonna play cat like my catter day mm. I'm gonna build the catastrophe and anytime I lose, I'm going to blame the fact that I'm playing Catastrophe. <laughs> uh, so, but I mean, I've been, I'm still having a blast with yeah. it, but it, it definitely came out of just frustration of just like, screw it. I'm going to go have fun.
0: And you mentioning in Catterday, you know, is so related to what we're going to talk about in the fate of the game section, right? Where it's this singleton concept, right? The Highlander decks that you see in so many different card games, is something that it seems like Riot is pushing towards with their new mode that's coming out, and we'll talk about that at the end. Yeah. Um, so the fact that you're playing Catterday is like, hey, you're kind of prepping for was, the future. I was ready,
1: <laughs> I was ready. Um, you're but thi- you're for, thinking, you're yeah. space-minded. And before I move off of that, if there's anyone afraid that the laboratory is hitting pause, it, the pause ain't gonna last long, cause that's just how I have fun. So yeah. I've got some dumb stuff in the works. And in, I want to state again, because you're starting to see it a lot. Um, Jeff Hoagland
0: just tweeted, which was huge. Obviously, Magic the player. Most people, if you play it, are familiar with him. Great streamer. He mentioned how now he's putting up VOD soon of him playing Legends of Ruined Terror. And I was like, what? And he, he's always been a guy who never just sticks to Magic and says Magic is God. Like Magic is his game. Magic is his job. But he always dips his toe in all the other ones. And he is super impressed with the financial side of things and how they're handling the collections. And he's a very outspoken guy. So <laughs> that's another person, you know, it's glad to have on the
1: yeah, team. I, I mean, it's, it's growth of content create yes. creation. And that's really going to be a great way to just even get more players coming in. Cause a lot of, it, yeah. I, I have friends that I know that are just like, I kind of want to get into this, but I'd rather watch someone play first. And yeah, you can't get better than like one of the most renowned magic players just kind of jumping over like keep going. They all. already have a mindset of how to play a card game. Come on, watch Keep doing it. People we'll
0: see we'll see if Hasbro gets smart smartens up before <laughs> before it's not just
1: toys that go away. <laughs> uh, Hasbro, if you're listening to this, we we will be your mediators, all right? we, Like
0: we we will take all sponsorships. Yeah, like we, sell we,
1: out. we got the guy that that created Ledro's fired. So, like <laughs> we we got power. We'll help you Hasbro. <laughs> so,
0: so let's get into the main topic. Um by the title, which I didn't mention this time, right? I missed that one. Tiny Terrors. Uh, that one's kind of <laughs> easy. It's kind of a given uh, because we don't have many of the Yordle kind at this moment. But uh, we uh, are which, talking
1: about two of the main ones. Um, two OGs from the game. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going into some of the most loved and hated characters of all <laughs> League of Legends today. And, what a time. And this, yeah.
0: And this is going to be interesting because... Um, Usually we talk about you know specific cards and then we talk about the champions, but these two champions haven't been technically updated completely uh, when it comes to lore. So we're going to talk a little bit more, more about the cards themselves and what we've actually learned from uh, Runeterra versus what we learned from League because League hasn't updated their content. So there's some things like so you, you guys know that with the cards, they implement a lot of lore with the quotes and with the art. So we're using that towards our advantage. So mine is to Teemo. So the spell I'm going to start off with today is Mushroom Cloud, which is, you know, nothing special, special but it's self-explanatory. Uh, it's a one-cost burst spell uh, that plants five poison puff caps on random cards in the enemy deck. And what that means is it introduces this cool mechanic for Timo that whenever you draw, you have damage that could possibly be attached to that card. So it could be if it's one puff cap, you take one damage. If it's two puff caps, you take two damage. Um, and then you essentially stack that up over the course of the game is kind of the strategy there. And I think that's a very interesting concept because in Magic, it's very rare to have cards that deal like, – how it's set up in Magic is usually it will deal based on you draw, your opponent drawing. Like If your opponent draws a card, you deal with damage, right? And those cards are few and far between, and usually they're meant more for the casual side, like the commander side of things, yes. versus the actual competitive play.
1: So to see this be kind of the main mechanic
0: of the champion and his cards is kind of cool.
1: As someone who built a commander deck entirely around that, it's, yes, yes, yeah. there's very few <laughs> that, far that was between. me tossing it over to and the I command need more of the it. master um, here. Also, the like, – with the puff caps, it also it abuses one of the facts of a digital card game that a physical card game can't get, which is random cards in the opponent's deck. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you could get like that, uh, as many card game players will say, that nut draw of the T- of putting puff caps in the deck. And it'll be like five Puff Caps on one card. Yeah. And they hit that one card and they just die. Yep. And it's like, that's something that you can't recreate in a physical card game. So it's, I love this take uh, because it's such a creative way to bring a mechanic that is familiar to a lot of different card games while being unique to itself.
0: Yeah. And it has a sense of RNG that's not abusive. Right. Um, Because even now with plunder, if you draw their card and it has a puff cap on it you take damage. So like I, that kind of cute stuff is that 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 that's the, the cool stuff that Bright's doing to kind of
1: mix uh, up. Challenge challenge to our listeners. I'll be <laughs> the first to do this. So I'll be the first one to leave that comment uh comment on our Twitter if you have killed yourself with your own puff cap <laughs> while building plunder decks because uh, I'm raising my hand right now. Yeah. I've done that. <laughs> and the casual casuals of room Terror
0: always says, don't get high on your own supply. <laughs>
1: your own supply Uh, oh we're so soon we're so soon um so i uh i'm coming in uh today as far as talking about heimerdinger Mm -hmm. but i um i also want to point out just a card that's been a staple for piltover and zon decks just period uh for control it's and it is progress day. So eight mana burst speed, draw three cards and reduce those cards cost by one. And holy cow, like as far as for control, this is like the go-to card. Like if you are in Piltover and Zahn and you're playing control, this is an automatic, at least one of, Yeah. and some decks uh, like, because I know a lot of people when they were first trying to build around twisted fate, when he came out, it was like, put three of these suckers in it because that's three ticks towards his level up. But the progress day outside of it being a cool card, the thing, the reason I did want to bring it up is since we're really diving into Piltover and Zonda today, the, the lore around just progress day, like progress Mm -hmm. day is a huge holiday and celebration in the city of Piltover. And the, it's also a celebration that spans all of Room Terra as far as just, mm-hmm. um, I, I wanted, I almost went to say notoriety, but it's not like a bad thing. Like it's, it's kind of like um, the Rio, the F- Rio de Janeiro, or it was festival. Like World of
0: Tomorrow. Yeah. Are, you, are you talking about the thing that happened back in like, I can't remember when. Yeah. Where I'm, they had to see like the next big TV and like all those things that people came yeah, like, from around.
1: Yeah, but it's – you know, this is like one of those big celebrations that does go across the world, like Oktoberfest. Like yeah. um, the – in Brazil, what is it? Rio de Janeiro, I think. Possibly. Uh, all, if, I, wrong we, if we have any Brazilian fans, I'm sorry that I've turned you off some, to I show. I have Brazilian
0: blood. My uh, <laughs> last name is, Brazil, uh, is Portuguese,
1: but you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah but, <laughs> that doesn't hold the, me to anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not responsible. Yeah, but, you know, it's – there is one of those festivals that – is worldwide like mm-hmm. even if you don't celebrate it in your country you know of it and yeah. we get to see that in room tarot like if you it's like as, someone, as someone who has played <laughs> as someone who has played lux with literally yeah. every raging combination um when you play progress day and lux is on the board she's like can every day be progress day and she's from demacia yeah, exactly Like it's this i love that it's a go-to card for a region that is also so deeply tied to its lore and maybe in this episode maybe next episodes we can get really get into that so yeah and this takes us to
0: our followers now and mine i so obviously we're sticking i'm sticking with this theme of the uh poison caps because, or the Puff Caps, because it, it asks, you know, we have a very interesting question here, is where do Puff Caps come from? How does this underground system work? Is it a drug or is it a tool? How, like, where does it go? Because you have this sense of people who are around Puff Caps that get affected by just like the essence of them uh, mentally, but then you also have the sense that they're used like weapons and they're bought on the black market. Uh, the black puff market. I don't, I don't know what they call
1: it. The puff market. <laughs> the puff market. But Chump Black Wump, Caps. The p- Black Caps. <laughs> <laughs> but Chump
0: Wump's Chump Lump's an interesting card. It's like once again an OG as far as you know the the short lifespan that um, Runeterra has had or Legends of Runeterra has had, and it caused a lot of trouble because it used to have four health. So now it's a four cost four three that when it comes into play, it creates two mushroom clouds in your hand. And the benefit of that is like the thickness of the body. And I say the thickness of the body and in the quote, they talk about Chump Wump and how she's she's heavy as a horse and as crafty as a Krug. No. So, you know, Mushroom Cloud is also a card, you know, you talked about control decks and progress day. It's a card that's also used for like discard strategies, right? To say it's cheap, it costs one. So if you need to use it, you can, but you can also very easily discard it because you're essentially getting it for free. So you're using it to essentially cash in for bigger, better cards.
1: Yeah, and it's not even a bad payoff if you're not discarding it because most discard decks are highly aggressive. So yeah. that's potentially five damage that you're adding to your utility. It's th- This is the face of the followers yes. for Piltover and Zon. I, I, I feel confident in saying that. Yeah. Um,
0: in, in the little bit of cards that are associated with Teemo, it's cool to think how many – of those cards are used in so many different styles of decks when you're playing PZ, uh, so I think that's a good a good sign of the, use, the usefulness of his cards. Even though he's not used as much, which is you know it varies because you got you kind of got to commit to him. Um, but what do you got for us? I'll get back to Chump Wump and the whole conspiracy I'm building
1: towards oh, here. Yeah, yeah. There's when there's, there's a lot to dig into. <laughs> and it's like digging through it, the CIA history. It's just <laughs> yeah. a bunch of block markers redacted. <laughs> Uh, So, uh, okay, you know that I can't go into this with bringing two serious additions. (laughs) Uh, So let's talk about the Uh, sub-Percival. I'll just go ahead and open with the card. Five mana, one five with elusive. And when I'm summoned, draw one. Then, if you've played at least 10 other cards with different names, grant me plus four plus zero. So, if you've played 10 cards of different names, it's a five five. Um, which, gameplay wise, there's some decks that could pull this off without even trying to build towards the singleton format. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's it is a good card. It's also a body that lets you draw a card too, so it cycles itself. Yeah, so it's it like overall, this is a good addition into that whole idea of building around it but i wanted to bring it up because this is a theme that we're going to see a lot the further that we dig through piltover and zon and Mm -hmm. that is just what the hell (laughs) is that a cat driving a submarine (laughs) what am i having a stroke and the and like if you try to re- read on the card art it's still it doesn't answer any questions nothing could stop his escape from those simpering humans not even a little water this summer <laughs> and the fact that they
0: have you know simp here that, that's very modern that <laughs> right is ahead of the game like that's a word that's getting a lot more uh. used getting more popular and here it is in a quote it's like they they read the tea leaves. Uh,
1: they 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 knew they knew like they I think, um, uh, like Simpsons fans are going to get in on this like yeah. the Matt Groening time traveler conspiracy. Yeah. I think Matt Graining's working with uh, <laughs> working with Riot right now. Oh my god, I, I'm angry and that's but that's a common theme of P and Z is just yeah. what what the hell (laughs) so to that card you know uh, the the whole highlander
0: thing becoming you know obviously there's a lot of different things you can do in runeterra already i know i keep saying runeterra that's the way i like to shorten it so you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. but the the thing is highlander adds a level of complexity to the strategy side of things because it's very hard to play against it's hard to play one right because you have one ofs and you really have to pick and choose what moments things are good in and then you have the playing against it aspect where it's hard to read somebody's deck if you don't know because usually you see a card and you're like oh yeah they have three copies of that right mm-hmm. because it's it's crucial to the deck and highlander decks that's not the case you kind of got to figure out the pace of the game and play accordingly yeah. and try to get them to misplay right like anything but i think that's gonna be cool when it becomes if it does become more popular um, or become yeah. a staple to be a part yeah, I, of the overall meta
1: i have thoughts to get into it with that but i we we will get into that later because right, right? Cool. i i've got thoughts i've, I've, I've got thoughts <laughs> um so let's move into timo man all right so oh
0: the murderous psycho himself so this is the <laughs> thing about timo and one disclaimer is you know through my research through my reading one thing I came across was TB Skyen, who he does a lot of videos. He's been doing videos for a while as far as just straight up lore, asking a lot of questions, and he has very, you know, very funny videos. Uh, but one thing he had in one of his Timo videos where he talked about how Timo's a great character, but he is an OG and he hasn't really had an updated lore. And with new Yordles coming out or Yordles having their lore updated and him not being referenced in any fashion, it's weird to find out where he fits, right? Um, so, in his story, you have, like, you have mention of Meglings, which is now retconned. They don't exist anymore. That, that group doesn't exist yeah. anymore. Um, a lot of things about Bandle City as treated as an actual zone or place, even though we now know it's like a world between worlds. It's like this fairy zone that's only accessible at certain times um, during history, and only Yordles can get there. So, the fact that his lore focuses so much on him being the scout. Or this military operative for a city that no one can get to or attack makes no sense, right? It's like, why would why would he need to do any of that? So he started that thought process of like, okay, well, you don't need special forces for the city that nobody can get to. They have no way attacking them. Or no one can attack them effectively unless it's like some old god situation. But then you don't need Teemo. Puff caps are going to deal with like Ur-Sign, right? Um And then there's nothing to defend there. And then typically what we've had so far, like we talked about Fizz, right, is your yordles usually find a culture. They become a part of that culture. They assimilate. And then they adopt adopt the ideals of that culture to blend in, right?
1: Yeah. And it's... Goes with like the whole retcon thing because Yordles got redefined as being a spirit entity, yeah, and that's also shown mm-hmm. with Bandle City, mm-hmm. the retcon there. So Timo used to be like the face of what a Yordle looks like, yeah, and then that now we're getting retcon and learning more that Yordles can be a whole range of different appearances exactly and
0: you know even further you have like the jungles of kumungu which is a great name that don't exist but that's where he hangs out right or don't exist yet as we know uh and then tristana's mentioned as like his best friend but when tristana had her updates there's no mention (laughs) of him so it's like right all right it's so so what do we have here so we look at the card right so timo is a one cost one one which is i think he's the lowest cost champion And he has elusive Nexus strike plant five poison caps um, on random cards in the enemy deck. We talked about what those puff caps do. And then once you've planted 15 or more puff caps, he flips and turns into a 2-2, which every time he strikes the Nexus, he doubles the amount of puff caps in the enemy deck. So huge, right? If you can get him the flip fairly quickly to take over the match. Uh, but the thing I looked at here mainly was the quotes, right? So it talks about a couple of Bandil Scout rules. And from those rules, we find out that Timo is a vegetarian, Timo is adventurous, and Timo is a menace and kills without remorse. And those are the only three things <laughs> that I think currently define Timo. Um, and it's going to be a hard, you know, you know, Sky and mentioned this, and definitely go check out that video. Uh, I don't have the exact name here. I'll put it in the show notes uh, for for the YouTube video, but check it out because it, it makes you think about how are they going to integrate him and where are they going to put him? Because currently he's a part of PZ, but based on what I've seen, it seems like he's just currently around PZ but like his where he's coming from and who he's working for per se i don't think that's where his affiliation lies
1: yeah and i think it's it's also interesting too because like if like what does this mean for bandle city Mm. as well like the the it's less of a thing of like where to put timo because like we kind of like they put timo in p and z so is it Do we retcon Timo are we going to see kind of like what they've done with um, team fight tactics Mm -hmm. where champions are repeated except with their different in-game skins for League of Legends Mm -hmm. and they have different effects. Depending on what skin they wear, yeah. Because uh, if they if they implement that, like that opens a whole can of worms of things that they could oh, do for fun, so like a, a whole arcade yeah. set. Mm-hmm. They could do those Star Guardian thing. So all the Sailor Moon fans, uh, totally not me, can <laughs> go crazy. I think we've already <laughs> out ourselves a long time ago. This is episode 12, Hitch. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> they know what the deal is. <laughs> but this guy takes us to our next URL, right? Yeah, and uh, up next, let me let me hear it in the chat. Let's go crazy, raise those dongers! Yeah, right. I it's wish I had, the had my Heimer dongers Heimerdinger himself, and I, well, I'll, I'll open up with the card here because yeah. like, Heimerdinger is suffering a lot from like the same issue as Teemo, where they haven't been retconned yet, mm-hmm. and so as far as Heimerdinger the card, he's a five mana champion with one attack three toughness and when you cast a spell create a fleeting turret in hand with equal cost it costs zero this round and he levels up when you've summoned 12 plus power of turrets Mm -hmm. and his level up is plus one plus one and turrets that you create get plus one plus one and the turrets is a whole can of worms to go through because there is a different turret for every mana cost zero mana included. There is a, a turret with challenger, a turret with fear, a turret with first strike, a turret. There's something for everyone. Come to progress. Progress! (laughs) So (laughs) the, like the Heimerdinger is one of the most ridiculous value engines in Runeterra, period. Mm-hmm. The value of Heimerdinger is potentially endless. Like, if if you go in uninterrupted, it's just going to be how many cards are left in your deck. And that's how much value <laughs> you get. And it's like, if I draw out, I guess I lose. But, um, like, enough about the card. like the, It does kind of set the stage as far as for Heimerdinger because he is just known as... A borderline mad scientist, and I have to emphasize borderline because Heimerdinger grants a very good picture of someone who is highly respected in the city of Piltover, but he's dancing this fine line of being eccentric to mad, and – he looks at everything with such scrutiny, yeah. and he looks at everything to every single minor detail that it's – he kind of shows where that line is that has created Piltover and Zaun. So Piltover and Zaun, as far as in the lore, they are two separate cities, but Piltover is a surface-dwelling city mm-hmm. – and Zaun is the city under Piltover. Yeah, and Piltover is a city that praises ingenuity and the advancement of technology. So every one of its citizens are working towards some goal, working towards trying to build build something that will become the next change to technology that Runeterra knows. Uh, I think like the best way to try to explain that if. I'm going to show my other nerd side here. Uh, it would be like the city of Alexandria, mm-hmm. um, which after Alexander the Great conquered the city uh, – or conquered like the Egyptian empire, he was moving to try to create a city that was only trying to progress towards a intellectual development. Yeah. So that's why the Library of Alexandria is one of the most famous centers of – of knowledge that we know historically, even though we have nothing left of it because yep. Rome burnt it to the mm-hmm. ground. Don't <laughs> but, burn libraries. Don't do that. Don't burn libraries. Just let us have our <laughs> books, dude. It's a bad look. Like, look, like, like, I get it. We're on the internet and stuff. But if, like, all of the lore just disappeared, like, what would I read? <laughs> 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 Please, uh, just keep the books safe. Keep the books um, safe. So, that, that is Piltover. Yeah. Piltover is a city that is constantly trying to advance, and in its advancement, all of the waste of the city is filtered out and shot down into the ground into caverns that the city was built upon, and it is there that the city of Zaun, or the undercity of Zaun, thrives and it's denizens are people that learn to thrive off of the byproducts of piltover yep. like they were able to take the like take the pollution essentially of piltover and turn it into usable resources and that's where we get characters like kim punk like the kim punk gangs yeah. and we get to see a lot of that in the cards already which we will Talk about with other champions Not with not with Heimerdinger But uh, Zaun is also where the rejects Of Piltover go So if you start really delving Into the study <laughs> Of what Some these would mushrooms Some say mentally unstable It's like What can I make out of these mushrooms? Yeah. And then you realize That you're making something that Teemo would use <laughs> <laughs> You get kicked out of Piltover Into Zahn. And <laughs> That is that is like the yin and yang that is Piltover and Zaun. So it makes sense that they combine these two regions together, even though it gives them like a huge champion pool to yeah. work off of for one region. Um, but I kind of went on that because Heimerdinger is the face of Piltover. Yep. And that is – there's no one that screams Piltover more than Heimerdinger. And
0: like, one and, one thing I like is the you know we get a sense of his personality from his journal, like the side they, they said it's a side story, but it's a it's a log of his journal. And at the end, you know the way he looks at things, the way he solves problems, is dangerous. Right. It's the Zone part of his poor personality where he's looking at it from a kind of like through a lens of creativity and problem solving, but he goes straight to human testing. Like there's no Hymer <laughs> yeah. doesn't have like levels of you know passing phases and getting FDA approval. He just he gets it done. And what's approval? What's approval,
1: right? If it works,
0: it works. <laughs> but if not, we'll we'll try again. Uh, and we get we get a hint at Fizz. Him coming across fizz as a young child and taking him in almost like a uh what is it a sensei uh mentor type position
1: yeah and his journal also shows that like there are more yordles than in Piltover, like they – like the Yordles are such a curious group and mischievous that Piltover and Zahn is a city that they're very comfortable in going to because that lets them kind of play with their mischievousness. Um, you, You brought up his journal. At the end of that, we see a League of Legends champion rumble. Who is not in Room Terra yet? Yeah. But, you know, there's a connection already there. And I was going to read a quick little excerpt mm-hmm. from his journal to give an idea of just how <laughs> crazy uh, Heimerdinger is because he. And from the journal, it's while returning home after today's test, I passed a gaggle of young yordles throwing a spherical projectile at each other. It's a simple enough concept throw the object at someone, catch it, throw it at another yordle, repeat. But yordle miscalculations result in several errors. They throw (laughs) with inconsistent accuracy and force, and the ball, as they refer to it, is frequently dropped. There are many ways for this process to be improved. And this is how he creates the iconic turret that he uses <laughs> to kill people in league of legends <laughs> heimerdinger <It's>, listen <laughs> most good
0: inventions
1: were mistakes <laughs> they were made with intent to make something else yeah so it there i'm sure like when we can really break down into like character stories so there's gonna be more of heimerdinger but today it's like, since he hasn't been retconned yet, it's yeah. more... Yeah, we'll probably come like, back to let like, Let's talk two. about the cities. Yeah. That's that's yeah. more interesting to
0: me. We'll come back to these two in due time. Uh, but oh, yes. that does take us to the fate of the game portion of the episode. Fate of the game! And this one's pretty juicy. Uh, we've had a lot of stuff happen. So we had a big patch. We kind of already talked about that a bit, right? Uh, in that time frame, we also got a video that showed us a what's next for Runeterra where they gave us a further out view, right They that that 200 yard view of things. And they mentioned a good couple of stuff. So like we have had they mentioned one more region happening this year, uh, two regions next year and then new cards every two months is what they're shooting for. And on top of that, they mentioned two modes, which one is like called the gauntlet and it's more of a challenger style slash puzzle style, which I've mentioned on Reddit that that would be cool if we had something like that. It's uh, reminiscent of when you start the game, how it puts you through these scenarios, these situational um, obstacles you have to get past to beat that and get the reward. I think that's a a cool thing to do in the game. So I'm happy to bring more of that style. And then they mentioned an experimental style of mode that allows them to do more freedom-based beta testing stuff with they could be like okay well now we're increasing um card caps to four instead of you know three like you can have four of each card or we may increase the health pool that you start with or we may um, change how uh, how many cards you start with in the game right those kind of things they can mess with and it's reminiscent of what they've been doing with overwatch uh, where they have these arcade modes now that have completely different buffs and debuffs for characters so they can try it out before they say, okay, we're gonna try to push this to live, right? Um, So I think it's cool. And then events, they said events, like kind of more uh, loose, but we think they mean tournaments, uh, and that would be kind of cool because they did mention the spectator mode and spectator capabilities.
1: So you think right, like spectator that? spectator is already like the most hype thing Yeah, you uh, need for it. me. That, that's range. the biggest thing for me was spectating because there, there'll be times that you get on and you want to just challenge a friend and they're in a game. I don't want to jump in a game yet. Yeah. So let me just watch. Like it's uh, that's a quality of life buff. That's just big. Two thumbs up for me. How do you feel about the rest of this stuff? <laughs> uh So I'm not going to lie. Uh-oh. All right. I, I, hope might... I, I hope you've never lied to me. <laughs> oh, no! He'll never know! He'll never know! Smash that dislike button! Okay, <laughs> Smash then. that dislike button! <laughs> but, um, I so I'm, I'm not gonna lie, like, it, I played League of Legends for so long that, especially with the things that they are trying to, that they're saying that there's their game plan, mm-hmm. I really, I do like... How much they're revealing to us. Mm-hmm. like Because it's is over a year's worth. Of planning. And so I do like seeing that. But my knee jerk reaction is. Very afraid. Mm-hmm. That it's going to fall flat on its face. Because that's. When they implemented a lot of different. Fun event style things. For League of Legends. Mm-hmm. Back in like 2013. 2014. They. They were okay. They needed work. They didn't get the work they needed. So then they ended up being fun for a week and then yeah. fell on their face. Yep. And then gotta Riot – got to support those modes, yeah. Yeah, and Riot continued supporting the professional scene. And so then it was – th- like now I think the biggest change – it's been a while since I played League. But I think one of the biggest changes was that one of these modes was Earth mode which was ultra rapid fire mode mm-hmm. and earth mode got put in as a permanent uh play mode that you can queue into that's happening like six years after the point i'm saying and then like they have made changes to make it a little more fun but it, six years yeah that's six years like the, that's a whole like, new the, like you're new not titles, half yeah. life you're not half life three all right like <laughs> well nothing <laughs> like, you're <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> so so like my, my knee-jerk reaction is hesitant and okay a little fearful but I, I I've been enjoying the way they've been handling the game and they have consistently proven my fear wrong okay so I'm definitely gonna I'm going to have hope that this stuff is going to be fun because I, I mean, you mentioned I'm a big commander player. I love playing commander, and I'm a very casual player in that. So I don't have a five thousand dollar deck. Please don't mug me. <laughs> um, but uh, like they seeing things that are diff- fun and clever ways to play a card game is always fun for me. So right. it's I'm looking forward to it. So.
0: You know hold on to that fear don't just let it go that quickly because we're at that point in the episode
1: <laughs> I, I can't i can't uh, where, I go. <laughs> where i
0: have a little something for you Hedge. today oh, you know no. okay so today's not crazy it is a little deep so you might take some time um so you're transported to runeterra okay but you're no longer hedge you're now a yordle so what you have to do is you have to choose your name okay. and you have to create your lore and you have to choose which region you decide to assimilate. So for me, because I'll go first and give you some time. My name is Jingles. And as Jingles, because you guys know, I love Freljord. Ash is my wife. So we'll go there. And as I assimilate, my whole thing is I wear bells in a, you know, extravagant way so that I make no noise, even though I'm covered in bells. And my whole thing is, I bring presents around Freljord and, and at random moments, but it's a blend of Western Santa and Krampus. So when you open your present, you never know what you might get because you don't know how good you were or how bad you were. So beware of Jingles because he's mischief. <laughs> mischief incarnate. Also, Mary Dash. I'm just kidding. Not Jingles. I'm, me as a human man, I am Mary Dash. Jingles is a fictional character, so don't get the oh, two. Don't get
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got? Right. This is, a, okay, this is a, okay. probably the toughest one yet. There's a lot here. Yeah. So, so my name. <laughs> okay, my name is. uh Sucka, Sucka slim shady. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so my name is going to be it's going to end up being fluffers the great okay fluffers the great okay fluffers the great all right and (laughs) so i i'm clearly as far as my appearance i'm going to be a very fluffy looking yordle yeah all right and i am going to be in the region of demacia okay hanging out with poppy fluffers the great is the strongest Yordle warrior in his own mind. But it turns out, it turns out that Fluffers the Great has been blessed. Has been blessed as far as like with, as far as just contact with growing up in Bandle City and contact with different magical forces. He's been blessed with an ability of being very tough. But he not thinks strong. that he is the strongest. So he, so he is in Demacia. <laughs> and he is constantly g- breaking into the Laurent <laughs> estate and challenging people to duels and losing over and over again. But he's always back the next day, miraculously uninjured. So he has he has the Demacian heart. He just doesn't have the training. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> but in his mind, he is the best swordsman, Swords oh. Yordle, to ever live. That's pretty good. <laughs> Fluffers the great. You showed up. Fluffers <laughs> the great.
0: All right. I mean, I get to hang out with Cervantes, but you know, maybe we might cross paths. Maybe in later later episodes. when I do episodes? We do, what
1: if we did an episode where both the champions are our made up Yordle personality? <laughs> Dude, we could we could go ahead. We could write a comic as far as how our Yordle, how our yordle champions meet. Jingles and fluffers, <laughs> jingles and fluffers. Oh man, we're doing and it. They, they try a- to listen. They try to fight to the death, and Cervantes ar- breaks it up. We've
0: already stated that we are the biggest influence on this game. So,
1: <laughs> that being said, thanks oh, as always for listening, <laughs> and we'll be back soon with the next episode. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>